Yeah, hold on. Ay, ay, ay. Start over. Mm. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> cool let's try this again i'm val pancakes and joining me tonight on the sack i have ref shiny shoes you can see mr shiny shoes donning the proverbial and literal stripes in new south action southern underground pro and twe among a multitude of others please welcome Ref shiny shoes you're my favorite wrestler you're my favorite wrestler so thank you for taking time out of your day to come hang out with me and for some questions pretty excited to talk to ref miss d ref shiny shoes and before I get into like, you know, the real meat of this interview and our time together, I have to ask, how, why shiny shoes? Oh, why shiny shoes? Yeah. Like how um, did, like, did it just, was it an organic thing? Like, how did this all come about? I need, like, I'm sure there's a story that I'd love to hear. So kind of organic. Um, so I joined the Marine Corps when I was 17 years old. Um, and the uh, shoes that we get issued are, you know, these uh, really shiny, they're actually permanently shiny shoes. Um, you actually have to like rub it off. And my uh, first real big shot at anything was SCI back in 2019 for Futures. And I was like, you know what? I want to look fancy. I want to I wanna do something that's going to stick out. So I just took my old, uh, my old pair of core frames and I decided I was going to wear them and uh, <clears throat> it's kind of stuck the reason I say it's kind of organic is there was definitely some beginning of it where it was forced like I just kept I changed everything to shiny shoes I just kept putting it out there and out there and out there until eventually these last couple year and a half or so it's stuck and now no one knows my real name well it's always do you want people to know your real name I've had fans actually request not to, so uh, I do it out of respect for them. Fair. I, I think that's an acceptable way to go. I personally, I don't want to know your real name, so you're you're shiny shoes in my heart. Um, but so it was it was a conscious choice to like set yourself apart. Um, yes, and I've gotten a lot of like pushback at times for it, especially as I've sought after advice from uh some higher people in higher places than I am um, just as kind of a concept of refs shouldn't have gimmicks. Um, but I'm also like, I studied sports management and marketing in college. So my biggest thing to it was, yeah, but then I'm just every other ref and I'm really just waiting for the right person to have the right eyes on me. Um, if I go out there and just do something as small as just my shoes, 
that if anything were ever happen, all right, cool. I just change into a little bit more can, uh, not as uh, out there shoes. So it was really just a marketing technique for me to kind of just like, hey, this is who I am. This is something you can always remember me by. Um, and then red shoes was kind of another inspiration to that. It was something small enough where it's like, it doesn't really make a difference except my feet hurt every show because I'm wearing dress shoes. So you do it and it like, it makes you more memorable, but also puts you in pain. So it balances. That's wrestling. <laughs> like you're not the only ref with like a, a gimmick though or whatever. Like, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I'm just a fan. So what the hell do I know? Yeah. Yeah, there's, for every person who's like, gives me pushback, there's usually someone who says, hey, that's really cool. And I, my personal opinion with the level of where I'm at right now, eh, it's not, it's not a make or break. I've never had a show look at me and say, hey, you can't wear the shoes while you're, while you're refing for us. Fair. Like, because you're right, that is something that's, it's not like so it's not like distracting it doesn't take away from the wrestlers or the match or anything else it just kind of is a little bit of like personality for you Mm -hmm. i dig them so yeah i I actually need to find a way to get some replacements they're not exactly cheap so is there a GoFundMe for new shiny shoes or? Uh, yeah, you guys can definitely DM me and I will hit you up with that cash app, Venmo, PayPal, whatever you need. Support shiny shoes in his quest for shinier shoes? Yes. <laughs> shinier shoes, GoFundMe, officially started. Maybe you can get like some really nice inserts so that hey, like, they're thinking. extra comfy, right? Like. Now we're thinking. Like tiered goals is where we're at. It's like first we get the shinier shoes, then we get like comfy inserts. And then you can get like nice socks. It would probably up your roughing game and you could call it a business expense. That's true, right off on those taxes. Hell yeah. <laughs> So what was a young ref shiny shoes like? A young ref shiny shoes. Like, are we talking about wrestling young or me as an actual child? You as an actual child. All right. Despite popular belief, I'm not actually 12. Um, I was going to say 14. Hey, that's that's better than I usually get, um, especially when <laughs> this gets shaved. Um, so as a child, I was, and I was actually talking to uh, Bob Evans about this a little while ago, because we were talking about like, hey, what, what other hobbies do you have outside of wrestling? And I was always a very sheltered kid. Um, I very much more liked the concept of like role-playing games, um, online games, board games. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons is my muse. So like, I always loved the idea of like getting into like characters and stuff. And he looked at me and he's like, I see why you like wrestling. <laughs> um and I, as I thought about it, I was like yeah you're right because the more over the top somebody was it's like yeah that's what I liked um so as a kid I was a very sheltered person until you got to know me um and then I 
come out of my shell and you got full force of a uh, kid, just a uh, pure ADHD, <laughs> um, not being able to focus on any single task for more than a uh, half a second. I always make the joke, I have the attention span of a goat um, out of the ring, out of the ring, inside the ring, uh, I'm on point. I mean, sometimes. I think every time, and I mm. can dispute every call you've ever uh, called me out on. The uh, hot dog did not have to come off the plate. I was still hungover. <laughs> I was ready to go. So how did you decide to pursue, like, becoming a referee? Like, what made you want to do that? And, like, how did you do that? Um, Chance? So my, uh, I did wrestling, like high school wrestling since I was eight years old and my wrestling coach in high school, um, he started wrestling up here in a local, very unknown name promotion, um, got in touch with uh, some guys, um, uh, Sean Spears was one, or not Sean Spears, can't remember his name right now for the life of me, uh, but he's done a couple spots on like extra work for Raw and such, he, uh, he started training with him. I started going to some of the shows. He got me involved. I was like, hey, I want to train to be a wrestler. And then uh, one day the promoter of the show just looked at me and said, hey, I need a ref. Put these on and uh, go count to three. And that was all the training I got. <laughs> um, so as far as like, I always take a little bit of pride and like, I'm always so adamant about, hey, you have to get trained, make sure you get trained, yada, 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 be safe in the ring. And I'm completely untrained. Um, all the uh, all the really the things I do well, I picked up from people along the way and tried to just be a student of the game at every aspect. Um, a person I looked up to a lot was uh, uh, Doug Doug Markham. Um, I first met him at Southern Underground when I got to go over there. I also met him through Carry Awful a couple times too. But uh, I donned the name of Young Doug at SUP, as a, and it's ever since he is my dad. So it actually was a really cool moment for me to become the uh, head official for scenic, uh, scenic City, kind of taking over his spot. I also wanted to put on the shoot of a uh, a shirt of like me in my shiny shoes, just wearing these really big oversized uh, zebra stripes. So I was taking my dad's spot. Aww. So it never happened because shorts are expensive. <laughs> so you never did any kind of training at all? Um, I mean, I took a couple like very, very basic wrestling training um, through the guys up there up in Lafollet, which is about like 45 minutes north of me, middle of nowhere, Tennessee. Um, so I got a little bit of training there. They briefly explained the rules of wrestling, um, said, go figure it out. And uh, it was cool because uh, a local, I, I hate the word local legend just because it's like, what did you actually do? But uh, a guy who had been around the, the local area for a very long time, his name is, uh, he was the Cadillac Cowboy. He uh, came up to me after the show and said, hey, you did a really good job. Um, you should definitely keep pursuing this. And I'm sitting here like, this was my first time ever trying this. And you've been wrestling for 20 something years. It's nice to get like a vote of confidence from somebody that's been around it though. 
yeah and that was kind of my big thing i'm like well maybe we have something going and then uh i end up after the second show i wrapped at i drove up to uh was it cookville tennessee because Jaden was on was doing a double shot that night and this is kind of right around the time i was meeting Jaden. and i drove up to him um the camera keeps moving yeah mine just like sank and i was like oh shit <laughs> they um so that was cute but yeah so i drove up i met Jaden there watched him wrestle again and then i said hey man i've actually started rapping over in uh la Follette. and he said awesome man well hey let's get you down to twe and so i just started making this drive every other week to chattanooga um, got really close with Jaden. He's my best friend in the world. Shout out for making the PWI. Um, long overdue. He, uh, but yeah, I just kind of really politics my way in and said, yeah, man, I've uh, started refing. I've been doing that a little bit. And it's like, I've been doing two shows. But he let me do that. Um, afterwards, Scott Hensley came up and said, hey, do you want to do futures this year for us? And that was kind of a real launching point for not only the name of Shiny Shoes, but the career. So as far as like, do you have any, I know you said, um, Doug Markham, do you have any other like people that you look to as like mentors that are referees Um, or like do you take bits and pieces from either that, you know, personally or like that are historically good referees, if that makes sense. So uh, Doug has gotten kind of stepped away from wrestling a little bit um, ever since COVID. So I've uh, gotten really close with Jesse Fields. Um, Him and I both have a military background. Uh, We literally talked just about every single day about randomest things in the world. We just went to the Yankees Braves game the other uh, couple weeks ago together. Um, we hang out a lot. So I take a lot of mentorship from him. Um, I've been reaching out to Chris Levin a lot. Um, him and I have been talking ever since uh, Tampa Bay or Tampa Bay, the whole name Tampa uh, <laughs> WrestleMania weekend. Uh, we kind of just, we've been off and on some professional communications. That's awesome. I, I love Jesse and Chris. So friends of the They're show. great people. <laughs> That's good to hear. Um, so more importantly, Braves or Yankees? Uh, yeah, Yankees all day. I'm from Buffalo, New York, and I'm, I'm dang proud of it. Hell yeah. I'm a big Yankees uh, fan. And that yeah, makes I, me like you just a little bit more. Yeah. I, um, when I was six years old, I had just gotten into T-ball and I was uh, scrolling through TV because didn't have any friends and uh I was like all right what do I do and then MLB baseball that was the only name because it was uh like what was it it was like Verizon ended up buying this place out but it was some cable company um all it said was MLB baseball and it was the Yankees versus the Bra- or Yankees versus the Mets I said well I'm from New York so whoever wins this game uh, that's who I'm cheering for and it was the Yankees versus the Mets in like the early 2000s so we can all tell who won yep well, good. I'm glad that the Yankees won so that you could be on the right side of history. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, 27. <laughs> so who has had the most influence on you both like in and out of wrestling? It doesn't have to be the same person. In wrestling would be Drayton. Um, we've actually, like I said, he was one of the first, because that school that I was at, they actually shut down and I got greeted out the door with a handshake saying, hope I see you on the roads. This is two months later. 
um, after I had started working or training with them. So it was kind of just like, I'm not ready for that. What do you mean? <laughs> um, but I had gotten close with Jaden. So I actually started, you know, trying to do some fall on training, at least being able to stay ring ready. Um, and driving down to TWE with those guys. Uh, Aaron Wade was in that class. Oh, let's see, who else did we have? We had a couple guys who are no longer in wrestling. Bailey Blake. Bailey Blake was uh, starting to get back around again. So we all got kind of together, and I started just hitting the roads all the time with Jaden. Um, big one was up to Chikara for the master class with uh, Mike Blackenbush and a bunch of other names. Best uh, investment I ever made on myself. But that was kind of, uh, he's been the biggest influence to me just because we've had that personal journey together of always making the roads. Like when I first met Jaden, he was afraid to drive um, just from his own personal experiences with it. And it was just points of me because I, anyone who's ever ridden with me on the roads, um, I have a rule. If the sun's up, I'm driving. Once the sun goes down, somebody else take the wheel. Um, doesn't matter if it's 18 hours of sunlight, like I'm going. Um, so <clears throat> it was just to a point where like, I knew what Jaden, Jaden wasn't comfortable driving. So I was pushing myself even further past that. And it just came to a point where he said, hey man, let me take the wheel a couple times. And we just, you know, eased him into it. Now he's going all the way out to Minnesota. He's making drives to Texas. And it's like, I kind of feel good when I see him making the roads and getting his name out there more. It's like, I had a part to play in that. Uh -huh. So that's I a wrestling side. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was just like, I love hearing that. <laughs> um, on the personal side, um, it really goes into my Marine Corps background. Um, and I'll always say the biggest personal influence I've ever had um, is Gunner Sergeant Thomas Sullivan. Um, he actually passed away during the shooting in 2015 um, down in Chattanooga. That was actually my unit, and I was there that day. Um, but he stepped into a spot where, because I didn't grow up with my dad really at all in my life, and he stepped in and filled that role for me and kind of helped me realize the kind of man not only that I needed to be, but that I wanted to be. And he was one of the first people that encouraged that aspect too, was not just growing up, but growing up into someone I'm comfortable being. Oh, that's like so touching. So as far as what are your future plans and dreams and like what keeps you motivated again, in the wrestling world and then in your personal life, if you care to share. In the wrestling world, um, <clears throat> they ask this question a lot at seminars actually, of like, what are your goals? And everyone's almost immediate answer is, I want a TV contract. Um, that's actually never been it for me. Um, I'm a very adventurous person. And my biggest thing is I wanna go everywhere. Um, I want to travel more places. Um, <clears throat> I'm very excited that nothing's confirmed as far as whether or not I'll be working, but for the IWTV show in October, I will be driving up to New Jersey. So that's going to be fun. Um, at least to be there, show some face and shake some hands, hopefully, uh, you know, because we're all vaccinated, hopefully get vaccinated. I'm staring at all of you. Um, Fresh shiny shoes is shaming you for not being vaccinated. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, public service announcement 
but yeah, that's always been my biggest goal with like wrestling. It's just, I want to see more places. Um, I want to be able to experience places too. Um, that's kind of why we go into like with personal goals. Um, I did recently retire from the military. I'm getting uh, all the benefits that that comes with. Um, and now that that's kind of moved its way into my life, I'm trying to find myself into a position where I can get wrestling to be that second form of income, basically that my full-time job is. Um, so that way I can make wrestling more of a, a goal, uh, more of a prevalent piece of my life. Um, so I can have those more experiences to not just travel to places, but, you know, be able to say, hey, well, I don't have anything else to do. It's Saturday morning. Let's go visit someplace local in town. And then what has been your greatest achievement so far in, in your wrestling world? In wrestling. Well, you can say as many as you want. I'm not I here. To... Re... I think Stop. the really cool moment was probably going to be uh, Lee Moriarty Warhorse. Um, I knew they wanted me to, because there was actually specific instruction. Because if you watch the title, like me holding up the title, and you see how Warhorse and you see how Moriarty posed, it seems so non-authentic for a second, just because we are all posing for this camera. But that was exactly what we got directed to do is like, hey, this is going to be going into, you know, uh, we told the local newspaper and it did go into the local newspaper there. Uh, but then, you know, you find out later when PWI comes out a couple months later, no, that photo was used for that um, to get, though there was like no name drops or anything like that to be able to say, hey, my picture is in the PWI. Um, and I don't have like this crazy story like Jaden or Derek Neal, whether you can talk about like Derek put out a tweet where he uh, was like, oh, I remember while being buggied around the store, the grocery store, uh, reading this magazine while mom bought groceries. I'm like, I didn't have that. Um, my family wasn't into pro wrestling, but it was one of these things where like, I've heard it talked about so much and by so many people close to my life that. I felt something special just seeing it. And I didn't even know until Scott Hensley, as I'm about to go out for a match at action says, hey, have you seen this? And it was just like, it, it took me a second because I was still focused on the match. And then I get back and I'm like, I'm in PWI. Doesn't say my name, it doesn't say anything, but that can't be taken away really. And that's why, you know, my Twitter picture. Yeah. yeah, I would be like frame issue, like <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I think that that's probably like the biggest stepping stone for me because um, that was a really uh, big moment. As far as like after that match, it it felt like I had actually like you know what maybe I can actually do this wrestling thing because I have a very big self-doubt problem um like it was a very shoot tweet for me to say after SCI and repping so many of the high caliber matches um having the most matches on every card being the senior official doing the ref assignments like I, I sat there and it was I'm actually good um and then a very close personal 
a friend or personal longtime friend of mine. He, uh, and a big mentor in my life too, came up to me and said, Hey, you're probably, I, I always ask him after every single show, how'd I do? How'd I do? How'd I do? Um, there was one fun story that I'll maybe get to later where I didn't ask for his opinion. Um, but he, uh, he said, you know, you're probably one of the top, you might be one of the top three, you're at least top five refs on the independence right now. And this guy, again, I'm not going to name his name, but he has a very high position in, in the independent wrestling. Um, as weird as that sounds with the word independent on it, but it's like, I know he's not talking out his backside and I know he knows what he's talking about when he says that. So that was a cool moment. And then another like really small thing. And Jesse and I were talking about this the other day because for the longest time, I thought Chris Levin hated me. Like I had no idea why I thought this, but I just thought, no, he doesn't like me. We wouldn't get along. And then we worked together for IWTV Showcase and in Tampa. And some things started to go haywire with some ref assignments. And he was trying to deal stuff because obviously GCW is running right down the road. So he's trying to pay attention to all that stuff too. And things started to go a little out of line. And I told him, hey, man, um, this is what's going on. I just wanted to let you know, this is kind of what I was thinking. And he looked at me and said, whatever you have going, whatever you're thinking, I trust it. And I'm like, this is the first time we ever worked together and you just trust it. Like, Mr. Mr. I've been on impact. Mr. I paid for your seminar one time. Aww. So it was a, it was a, that was where probably the top three moments I could name right off the top of my head right now. So you said that your family Uh, high school wrestling <laughs> so um I got into the high school team like I said I didn't have many uh friends per se um and it was kind of like what everyone on the team was doing was watching Smackdown and I was like all right I want to watch this and then my mom said no you can't watch it this is some shows on tv American Idol I don't know making it up um and I was like, all right, well, I'm going over grandma's. And I would just watch SmackDown every night there. Uh, my grandma Aww. eventually got into it. She brought me to a couple of Raws. Um, I think there was one year for my birthday, she bought floor seats for a SmackDown. I had this little lady yell at me because I still brought a sign despite being on the floor. Looking back at it, I was like, that lady had every right to yell at me. <laughs> you were a kid, enjoying yourself. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what my grandma Unless said. Unless it was last year. <laughs> Maybe the year before. I don't know that anybody was doing anything anymore. last year. But yeah, if I was, uh, uh, you know, holding up a sign <laughs> at a WrestleMania at a SmackDown last year, it would have been a little weird um, because that means I would have been on a uh, Zoom call <laughs> and just holding the sign up. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you you said that you were at the shows in Tampa. Um, I was at the show in Tampa and I was really excited to see you ref because I like because <laughs> I'm the type of person I guess that marks out for refs <laughs> there's some people that say you cost me a job <laughs> <laughs> so what has been the greatest obstacle you've overcome in wrestling in wrestling really kind of goes into that ADHD thing 
Um, because it's very hard, especially as a referee, where we're, our job is almost to, to blend in at points. And I, we do not have video right now. On the stream. Oh, well. Um, um, oh, what? Yeah, it's all frozen. Tech support if you want oh. to look into that. That's cute. Yeah. That means I can just keep fidgeting like I'm about to talk about. Um, so with my ADHD, it was always, uh, I have such a problem with like, I need to be doing something at all times. I need to be the fidgeting or, and there'd be points where I'm just moving for no apparent reason. And uh, that was probably the biggest thing I had to fight for was starting to condition myself to not do that. And that seems like such a small little thing, but in the world of fit, like as a referee, that's a huge thing. Um, Cause uh, that same mentor, he, um, who I'm not gonna name, but he's pointed out like a bad official can make a good match horrible, but a good official can make a good match great. But it's also easier for that bad official to do his job of making it worse than it is for a good official to make a good match good. I just didn't want to be that bad official because I can think of like videos of indie wrestling now where like, you know, the ref's doing something and it's like, bro, stop doing that. Or like, like specifically, uh, I get mad at myself, especially with this, uh, the new IWTV shirts because I got a small and it fits great except for like torso length and the bottom of it loves to come untucked. And I'm like, I'm getting mad at myself at times because I'm trying to tuck my shirt back in, which is why on the last action show, if you watch it, I actually try to rock the untucked look for a little while. I watched it back and I'm like, I'm never doing that again. You're just like, nope, don't like the way it looks. Don't like the way it feels. Um, so feel like wrestling, refing felt great because it was so much like looser. Watching it back, I was like, yeah, that's not tight not professional and i just don't like the look um that comes into like flavors of ice cream dr tom quote right there um flavors of wrestling like i like my officials to be a little bit more official um there's certain people who i watch ref, ref and i'm like mm. casual shoes i see that chris <laughs> um they uh there's some people. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're taking a, a mid-interview break to reset the video. Um, if you guys want to hang tight for a couple minutes, in theory, we'll be back. The ghost from beyond has told us so. Spooky. I'm frightened. Me too. Mostly because I see myself twice. 
Can they still hear me? They hear us. Do they hear you? Oh. Oh, so, so this is a really weird conversation between us that they can hear and they have no idea what we're talking about. Awesome. I love this. We can all enjoy this awkwardness together. It'll only bring us together. It'll only bring us closer as a group. I will say you've been blamed by the ghost. I mean, it it's all Chris's fault. Oh, well then he says sabotage in the chat. So like perfect. I mean, if you wanted if you wanted job security for a job you don't get paid to do, that you have. (laughs) Um, I my mind is just racing though, thinking about who this unnamed mentor of yours is. This is great. Cool. I love this. Like, cause I can, I'm actually watching the stream at the same time. So like, I've just been watching my frozen face. <laughs> I am frozen on something fairly unflattering, but also generally my face is fairly unflattering. So I don't really expect much. Oh, you're my favorite wrestler though. Oh, Yeah, update that Windows. We're updating. So, um, yeah, I'm going through chat right now. Just trying yeah, to see. Yeah, they're asking for uh, questions. Um, you know, while we're doing this unofficial part of our uh, interview here where nobody can see us, um, do you care to weigh in on the controversy surrounding the hot dog eating competition fresh shiny shoots i said this on twitter and i will say it again i was hung over i really don't care for the crumbs of bread that was on the plate if anyone wanted steve day to lose it was me i've left that man on the side of the road in georgia this is a shoot story. It was me, Jaden, and Ben Carter, and Steve leaving a show in Atlanta. We uh, all were getting in the car. Steve was still paying. I don't know why. It was like five minutes of him, I guess, counting ones, whatever. Then he's counting change. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, dude said he had money, but we get in the car. And I just look at Jaden and Ben. I said, you want to leave him? And then we see Steve running back while I'm starting the car up. And Well, good evening, everybody. Uh, we're back. This is the voice in the sky, uh, Captain Chuckles. Uh, I'm having some computer issues uh, over here. So we're going to try a take two. Hopefully my Streamlabs will not uh die again 
and uh, we should be good. So I know we literally just like stopped right at the good part of the story. Hopefully we can get back to <laughs> to where that was. So back to you, Val and Ref Shiny Shoes. Anticipation. I want to make the heel turn outward muted again. All right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> All right, so you asked me if I wanted to finish the story. Deep down, yes. I want to make the heel turn and just say, nah, but no. So we, we can, uh, if you want, you can do it right at the end. So everybody has to stick around through the whole interview to hear it. Smart, smart. We're getting back into that marketing. So y'all can stick around and wait till later and find out what Ben Carter, also known as Nathan Frazier, said about Steve J. Because it gets better, even what I said. <laughs> See, like I got like just to the good stuff, but like not to like the aftermath. So I oh, you got waiting. to a very good part, but like the aftermath of when we actually finally pick up Steve and I hear myself echoing. Yeah, I can hear myself too. Chuckles, do you need to mute something? Test. Okay, I think we're I, good. I, I hate the sound of my own voice, so I was like, I, uh... I'm very used to the sound of my own voice because what I like to do after I do an interview with somebody is I like to watch it back and just hurt my own feelings. Um, I hate watching myself rap, so I can never imagine that. <laughs> I always like to figure out, like, what can I do better what was like, especially if there was a question that came up organically, that is something that I would like to use going forward. Mm -hmm. um, and to just, you know, make myself feel bad. If I'm not going to do it, who will? That's fair. So, I always just send it to people. <laughs> <laughs> so while we're talking about road stories, do you have any other good road stories that you'd like to share? So I feel like we all know the legend that is the baby dragon, Aaron Wade. I'm here for an Aaron Wade story. <laughs> Let me tell you this. I will not tell you an Aaron Wade story because Aaron Wade cannot tell stories. Um, he uh, does not get to the point at all. Uh, my favorite is the, uh, the video he did was actually pretty spot on about uh, Rybaxel and like how they existed. And they were a tag team. And then he just stops. The only difference is that he does that same thing over a three-hour period. And I've driven with this man all the way to Dallas, Texas. I then let him, because I, again, my rule is I will drive all the way through the morning. You just have to drive at night. And Jaden was getting tired at one point too. So he said, wait, it's your turn. And at that point, I could no longer sleep. Um, just because I have very bad things about people driving my car to begin with. And Aaron Wade has this thing where, like, he wants to be all the way as close to the uh, semi as he can. But then he doesn't want to be near the semi. So he's just. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, stop. So we pull over to this Tiger Mart in the middle of uh, Louisiana. And we go in there. and. 
Aaron Wade and Jaden are straight edge. So he can't. Wade's the best. Yes, Wade is the best. Um, we get in there, and this is a tiger mark. Like, I don't know where we are. I'll get to the car accident. Don't worry, chat. Um, he, uh, that knows something I go, don't. Yeah, he gets in there, and he just, and Aaron Wade style goes, Oh my God, it's a porn store. Because <laughs> they, <laughs> they had a porn store and a liquor store right at the front of this Tiger Mart and like some slot machines. It was like, this is Louisiana, baby. That's Vice City, dog. <laughs> Um, the car accident story was the first time I ever drove with Wade and Jaden said, Wade, you need to drive at some point. So we're going to a show in Alabama. This is my first time that I have wrestled in the state of Alabama, completely licensed. It's not a waste of $30. Um, but they, uh, we're, we're driving there and I'm trying to get relaxed, like, all right, someone else is driving me. This is weird. I'm used to driving all the time. Jaden specifically told me, do not drive. He, uh, so I'm like trying to get comfortable. I put my feet up on the dashboard for like a second. I get a text message on my phone. I look down, sit up, look up my phone and say, oh no. Cause I'm just watching in slow motion as we're getting T-boned by, or we're T-boning another car because the way like this semi was trying to make a turn, this other car was trying to come across, we couldn't see this car here. So Wade's just going and the, I guess the semi waved her through and the, uh, yeah, we just creamed right into her. She apparently worked at the Sonic we were next to. So we're like, obviously from the point of view we had, we're like, hey, this is obviously not our fault. Um, but the entire Sonic rushes out and like, what if she has her baby? She did not have her baby. No babies were harmed in the making of this production. Um, but I think my favorite part, <laughs> Wade gets out. <laughs> Wade gets out and he just goes, my car! <laughs> and it's having a full-blown panic attack. Oh. Well, I'm just sitting there like, uh, at this point, this is probably, I would name the fifth time I could name that like I almost died. I just thought it was like, this has become a normality in my life. Uh, but just like eh, near death experiences, it happens. This is why I always choose danger. Um, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, I right, we good. Um, there's police showing up. Can I get in your car, Jaden Cheyenne? <laughs> Um, I ain't about this. The Sonic. <laughs> mm, yep. Yeah, brother, you got you got to exchange that insurance information. They don't need me. I ain't trying to talk to them. So. Oh. I don't. I don't know Aaron Wade very well. I met You're him when out. I was. At, I met him when I was at SCI. But from the brief interaction I had with him. And from the stories that I've heard, I don't know if he's the type of person that can handle police well. You say or police? Having, 
no please like cops police okay i thought you said fleas i'm like i don't handle fleas well come on it's kind of cringy no yeah no like yeah he just doesn't seem like the type of like that seems like a high stress situation and he just doesn't give me the vibe that he does well in high stress situations i could be wrong yeah so his actual his brother is a cop so um okay well, so he, he's at better. yeah he's a little bit uh, more comfortable than with that, assumed which like thinking about that now what i'm like how is he not in jail legit <laughs> yeah wade is a character he's one of my uh best friends in the world so he started hanging out with a, a certain individual who i, I don't talk about he owes me money. But you should buy his merchandise so he can pay me that money. Ooh. I'll give everyone a hint. He'll be on later tonight. Oh. Yeah, we, we don't get along. I have uh, driven that man many, many places. And I leave him there every time. And he always finds his way back. And then he's just outside my in my backyard. Just begging for a ride the next weekend, and I'm like, "Why are you here? You were in Indiana." And he just found his way back. He just finds his way back every time. So you're saying that maybe Mr. Captain Chuckles should talk to this individual about his stalking tendencies. His stalking tendencies, like, hey, you know what? I, I'll actually get over that. Um, it's whatever to me. I live a very weird lifestyle. But what you do and he needs to do, and I hope he's watching, you need to pay me that money you owe me. Pay him what you owe him. Yeah. Gas ain't cheap. So on these road trips that you have with these yeah. cast, cast of characters, really. Oh, yes. What is your favorite thing to listen to on the road? <laughs> I just got asked what my flavor of music is, basically. Um, everything. Quite I mean, literally everything. That, that's true. Um, I just don't have the attention span for. There. Um, I like songs because they're about three to five minutes long. And then it's on to something else. And with how diverse my music taste is, I can hit shuffle. And like we're listening to Hamilton one minute, Ice Nine Kills the next. So like, you don't know what you're gonna get. Um, who knows, maybe we'll throw some Demi Lovato in there. That's fair. I have a 77 hour playlist with absolutely everything that I like on it. Everything from like, musicals to like 90s hip-hop to like country to yeah. pop music to like pop punk and emo to oldies and 80s music mm -hmm. like everything under the sun that i could listen to and i sit shuffle and go and i never know what i'm gonna hear next yes yeah, so Lovely. like i the other fun thing i'll do because really all my spotify list is is it's just like me saving songs at certain points of like whatever I'm feeling, maybe it just came on. But because of that, 
I can basically, if you play my entire Spotify list from the very bottom to the top, I could tell you each and every moment that was going on in my life at that point. Because each one of those songs, like I identify to this, to this, to this. Yep. So like, After... I always find it fun. Like I'll hit shuffle and I'll be like, hey, I remember what I was doing during this song. I don't want to relive that, skip. Next. So what are your favorite like road snacks? Road snacks. Uh, I always get Skittles in the Airhead. Uh, extremely sour, like little bite things. I love sour stuff. Sour I'm is not... like my favorite thing. Interesting. Like what's your favorite sour candy? The Airhead thing? Or is there like something that's more extremely <sighs> sour? sour. Mm. It's going to sound bad because like, so my level of sour is the point where like, I will drink straight malic acid. Um, so yeah, just, yes. If it's sour, I'm in. That sounds painful and a lot like it would give me really bad heartburn. <laughs> I, I freaked my brother out with it the other day because he has like, the, he loves the Mio things. And he, I was like, hey, can I get some of that? Because he was making himself some. And I just grabbed it and I just squirted it straight into my mouth. And he's like, what am I? It's the only way you get the taste of the malic acid. Oh, oh. And that was terrible. also, it came back from a Marine Corps thing. Cause I used to carry like those around in my bag. And whenever I needed an energy boost, I would just squirt that in there. Cause I had the meal plus energy. And like, I really didn't have, the only water source I had was my Camelback. And I wasn't trying to mix um, Mio into a Camelback. So I just carried those around. And, oh, energy boost. Let's go. That's crazy. Cause I've like, I've done like a little like squirt and I'm like, mm -mm, no, mm -mm, not for Val. No, that's my thing. Do you have a favorite flavor? Uh, of the Mio, blue raspberry. Blue raspberry is like my go-to for everything. It's usually the sourest flavor. It's true. Are you a green apple guy? I love green apple. Um, green apple is my thing. Um, we'll go to restaurants. I'll get lemonade. Most sour thing you've ever had. I just said I drink straight malic acid. It doesn't get sour, more sour. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, um, but we'll go to like restaurants. I'll get lemonade and I'll be like, ah, it's too sweet. And then my family's sitting there like, Aaron, this is a straight lemon. I don't know who Aaron is or why your family's talking to them, but that's fine. It, it, that's uh, weird too. Whatever you want to do. Oh, shoot. Okay. So um, as far as like your road buddies, it sounds like um, Jaden and Aaron Wade. Any other frequent Frequent flyers with you? Frequent flyers in the uh, in the shoes mobile. Shoes mobile. That's what we're gonna call it now. <laughs> um, um. Recently, I've been riding a lot with uh, Billy Tipton and Noah Hoffman, um, just because they are local to the Knoxville area. So that's a very convenient ride um not really because a lot of my my road trips have just always been to meet up with them um 
It's really just the TWE kids. Aww. We're, we're a pretty, pretty close pack. What is your favorite type of match to ref? Not tag. Um, favorite match type to ref? It's a weird question because like me and Jesse talk about this a lot and it's, we don't break it down into types of like stipulation matches. Um, if you gave me a stipulation, I'm going to choose deathmatch every time because that actually is my muse of wrestling. Um, like I love deathmatches. So I'm like, I am a deathmatch guy. Um, but we break it down into like some matches are comedy. Like what is its purpose on the card really? Um, some matches are comedy. Some matches are super technical. Some matches are super Southern. Some matches are Lucha style and things like that. Where, and that's kind of how we, Jesse and I, when we are talking about it. And we'll, uh, I would say my favorite type of match to ref, outside of the one involving my favorite wrestler, um, is technical, uh, very closely followed by comedy, which is like two polar opposite ends of the spectrum. Well, if a technical match, that's, again, it falls into my muse of wrestling, where I did wrestling so, for so long, it's a very natural feeling of how to wreck that match for me. Um, and it's something I'm just very interested in because I love watching, like, um, at the uh, Eric Royal Makabe round one, Makabe used a half Nelson as an attempt to a finish. And it was, like, I love that. I'm like, yes, I've won... 80 matches with that exact move. This is believable. Um, and it, it didn't get over as well with the fans as it was thought to, but it's okay. Whatever. He tried to win a match in the most legitimate fashion to me. And then you get into comedy stuff where it's, that's where, especially as we talk about like refs with a gimmick, we kind of get more of a chance to shine. Um, and me and Jesse talk about this a lot. We'll watch, like, if you watch people in, I always bring up the basketball example. Never at the last five minutes of a basketball game do you see a ref just, no, the turnover happens. And he jumps out of his shoes, points down to the other side of the court, like, we're going that way. And it's like, it becomes this pinnacle event that the referee was able to narrate. And when you have comedy matches specifically, the ref has more of an opportunity to do that because it's not in such a serious light. Um, even if it's, and that's where you also get to do like fun spots of, uh, I remember Jesse, he refed, uh, it was Shuggy versus uh, Baby on, on New South Show. And there was a spot where somehow Jesse ended up getting an airplane spin by Shug gets put down and rolled up and baby's counting the three and it's like you can't do that in matches that aren't designed to be that and like you couldn't like example Danny or Graham Bell and Garcia if we started doing those kind of spots like it would feel awkward it'd feel out of place it's not what you expected and not in the good way um, like you feel cheated because these are two heavy hitting guys not beating the crap out of each other. Um, there's certain matches where like you can get away with that. So yeah, I'd say my favorite like 
if you were to say stipulation to a match, like just let it be bloody, let it be gory, because I really don't have to do anything but like make sure people are alive and you know ring a bell eventually. Um, but if you put into like the terms of how we view wrestling with uh rec, I mean Jesse do comedy and like technical styles of wrestling, and those are either even though they're like north and south pole, those are the two places I just love to be in. It's just not tag ever. I hate tag matches. Why? No one knows the rules to tag matches. Like there are there are points where I'm having to like reiterate to guys in the back of like, you know, these are like I, I think a really big one in the south is to try to do the foot and hand tag. Like that is not a legal tag. The uh, rule book does say that there has to be your upper extremities that are being tagged. There's a um, rule there's, book. Yes, the 1974 NWA rulebook. Would you like to know the whole thing? Don't throw opponents over the top rope. It's illegal. Um, I yeah. mean, we can save that for another day. Yes. So there, there is actual, like, believe it or not, outlined rules of wrestling. And that is a legal tag. You have to be holding the tag rope. Um, a tag can only occur over the top rope. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like, Tag matches have a lot going on, and they're just not my. They're again yeah, goes into like uses of wrestling. I don't like matches with multiple people. Hmm. Interesting. So, is there any person or people that you want to rough a match for that you haven't? Oh, that I haven't gotten to yet. Like top three. No one's sticking out at the top of my head. So you've ref for like everybody you've ever wanted to ref for. That's my thing. I know that's not the truth. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I think I've always been so caught up on the idea of like, I want to ref. Uh, Nick Gage, that would be up there. MDK. Uh, I'll fucking uh, go. I got to knock off Garcia at SCI. That was a really big one for me. Uh, we're both from Buffalo. 716 represent Bill's Mafia for life. Um, yeah, you can. The guys can say the suspense. This is just. It's just me actually having to think about it. Because there's just. And I, I'm trying to personally avoid like. MDK is a big name, but I'm not trying to sit here and be like, you know, CM Punk. Uh, like the rock. Off the, yeah, The Rock, <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, Ric Flair. Yeah, let's get that match in on my belt. Um, I, I think it's like, it's weird for me because when you say who are the top people you want to ref for, I don't really like think about who I want to ref for until it becomes an impossibility because I just want to I want to ref for everyone um, like I said earlier at the beginning was like or I think we might have been talking Austrian about it and was like going through the PWI 500 this year because Jaden made and I said I hey I have to buy a copy um, 
for going through it and just being able to sit there and say, I've ref for him, I've ref for him, I've ref for him. Um, like listing people of like, and then like the other cool thing is I put it out on Twitter of like, there's people who have, yes, uh, Murdoch, that's definitely going to be up there. Good call there, Chris. Um, but there's a lot of those guys who have asked for me to be their rep too. Like uh, Lee, Lee Moriarty, he asks for me every time he sees me. Uh, Makabe is like traditional. He has stayed ahead the last SCI. He's like, if I'm in the Southeast, I want shoes to be my rep. And I'm like, that's really Aww. cool because I say you're my favorite wrestler to a lot of people, but Daniel Makabe is like probably one or two at all times um, just because he's a, uh, that is literally my style of wrestling um, as a personality. Him and I are very similar people um, despite his, despite the cultural differences, um, like very big into football, soccer, uh, very big into uh, baseball. Like we, we get along into certain aspects outside of just wrestling. Every day I look for his uh, dear Twitter watch or listen to this band. Cause I'm like, this is it. This is my music taste. I love it. Yes, Very yes, AEW Lee Moriarty, shout out my boy. So what hobbies do you have outside of wrestling? Outside of wrestling? Really the big one would be Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I do run a group every every week, or we try to. These last few weeks have been a little hard, um, mostly because some of the guys, they do train with the TWE crew, so I definitely try to avoid having anything go on that day. Um, just because this is a personal respect for Jaded. I'm not going to, even though it sounds like so dumb, I won't allow it to be a possibility for an excuse that I'm running a and d game, and that's why X didn't go to training. Aww. so um that would probably be my biggest hobby outside of wrestling so what upcoming shows are you going to be on that you can coming shows let's see um i know i'm really bad with these dates i made the joke like i live on a week-by-week schedule of like being able to just like, I look at the end of the week and say, oh, I'm there that week. I'm there that week. Um, I know action's coming up. Uh, SUP has just announced the return to the basement east. Um, I don't say these words often, but let's fucking go. Um, I get one when I'm talking about SUP. You're not a so, swear uh, user? No, I'm a, I'm a 14 year old. We talked about this. Well, I know um, you're at least 16 because you drive. Fair. We're getting closer. But yeah, <laughs> stuff is coming back. Um, I know TWE, they canceled their show this week. Um, I'm not a full-time ref there, but I do make the occasional appearances. They will be running, I believe it's... Hey, Calendar, can you open up real quick? They'll be running the 25th of September. The... Um, this last this upcoming show has been uh, postponed due to COVID cases on the rise in the Hamilton County area. So just everyone stay safe, wear your mask, get vaccinated, the whole nine yards. 
the uh, and then the other big one that um, kind of just got announced. I don't know if I will be doing anything there, but I will definitely be at the show. As again, IWTV's 101st title defense. I believe that's October 9th. Am I correct in New Jersey? October can... 9th or 8th? I don't remember which. Yeah, it's, I, I know 9th is the Saturday. I think it's that weekend. Oh, I think that would make sense, yeah. So I, I believe it's October 9th. Um, very excited to do that. That's another state I get to knock off. And I'm very happy that it's with IWTV because um, as a New York born and raised individual, um, I don't like New Jersey. And there's a, yeah, that, that became a whole topic of conversation at the last TWE show where uh, Brutal Bob Evans came down. He brought some, uh, some of his friends and one of them was wearing a New Jersey shirt. And it was like, every time something would be out of place or wrong, we would just blame New Jersey and stare at him. Because you can do that because New Jersey sucks. Everything is legal in New Jersey. That is true. That's probably the, you know, the only thing that, you know, didn't suck until they made things law in New Jersey. So what is the wrestling word that you use most outside of wrestling? Gimmick. Uh, everyone says gimmick. It's always gimmick. <laughs> um, yeah, it's always gimmick. That is, uh, we, uh, also someone have asked me to get, and for some reason, people like actually have figured out what I, uh, am talking about at all times. I'm just talking about something that you're near. <laughs> See, like mine is always, um, pop, like, oh, that popped me or, um, oh, is that a work or a shoot? I have my, yeah, my, um, my I'll sh- use the word shoot, shoot a lot. I'll, I'll use shoot, um, a lot. That one doesn't get as many like, okay, I know what you're talking about. It's more like <laughs> go over to whatever they were doing. Um, but yeah, shoot is another popular one. I think it's actually been cool because uh, a couple of the guys I work with is uh, very big. Well, one of them, he's been into really big into wrestling for a very long time and he sits right next to me. Um, and then, so we just talk all day about it. And then another guy who sits a couple seats down, he uh, he didn't, but then he was like, cause we talk about it all the time. He went and got the all out pay-per-view and he's fallen in love with wrestling now. Oh, so, like just the one like from like last yeah. week? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like, I, I think that was a cool thing for me because it was like, this is a guy who's a couple of years older than me like falling in love with a childhood passion again it's like wrestling is real and if you can figure out what that statement actually means like wrestling is a very real thing just the emotion and the power it has to bring people together for one um yeah like chris just said changing lives um because you don't know like especially with the line of work that we do, it can get very stressful at times. Uh, we deal with a lot of hateful people and it's for safety reasons. I'm not going to go entirely into what I do for a full-time job. Um, I get enough death threats on a daily basis. I don't need people to be able to see the face too. 
Um, so, but they, uh, but we have to deal with that. So you don't know what he's dealing with outside of it. He comes into this. So to have an idea that he now has at least something in his life where he can direct his energies and attentions and have an escape, whether it's just for a couple hours. And then we started talking because like, because like, like I said, he just fell back on wrestling. He's like, hey, man, I know you were talking about, you know, you know, some of the AEW guys like who are you talking about? Like, dude, me and Marco Stun have been boys since 2019. And I was like, if you watch AEW Dark, I probably have worked with half of that roster. Um, so that, that was a really cool thing, like having those bonding points. Like it's awesome to have that like connection with people, like and with with people that are like, you know, like in this case, your coworker, but like strangers. Like, mm-hmm. I was, um, I went to a couple of the last GCW shows that were in Chicago. I went to All Out. I lucked into a ticket because nice. one of our local guys was gonna go and then couldn't go, and was like, "Hey, do you want my ticket?" And I said, "Yeah, sure, I'll go." Like. I'm not going to not go if I have a free ticket. So I go, I get there. And then I end up connecting with a Twitter friend who had a suite. So I moved from my seat to the suite. And it was just like, in the suite, there are a ton of people I didn't know, but we all liked wrestling. And I didn't feel out of place. I didn't feel weird. Like, we're all wrestling fans. And like to have that connection with people that you're just meeting or, you know, even when you see somebody, you know, walking around with like an orange Cassidy shirt, you're like, I know all I need to know about you to know that we should be friends. Like, <laughs> right. And that's the thing I love about wrestling is like, especially as I've gotten to travel more, um, is like you get to see the different groups of fans of like, Hey, driving up into you know the Philadelphia area and knowing those guys or getting to work with around those fans, getting to go down into Alabama, work with those fans, uh, Texas, out into Indianapolis, those kind of areas where everyone's kind of has this different vibe amongst each other. And especially then you get started and go to like a show like the collective or uh, GCW or Yamania weekends, those kind of things, where you're having these mosh pits of wrestling and you get mosh pits of fans. And it's just like, I don't even know how to really describe it. Um, Cause you just have such a different inflection of like, these are people from all different kinds of walks of life. And we all just surround about one thing that is wrestling in the storytelling aspects that it involves in. And we can all just bond for that second. Everybody from, you know, little kids to, like, elderly people to more alternative people to, like, total bros. Like, there's somebody from every walk of life that just loves wrestling. Yeah, and then it's, like, at the end of the day, all of that can get, like, because I work in the wrestling industry of the Southeast United States. Um, I, like I said, the show is very backwater that I started at. Um, I have seen the best and the worst sides of wrestling fans, to say the least. It, but it's like, at the end of the day, we can all come back to the single point that we are that wrestling fans. And that's like, put all those differences aside for just 
five to ten minutes, however long the match is, a couple hours out of the nut out of the week. Like we can just forget about whatever is going. Like because I uh, post stream, y'all were talking, um, and I, I still had my headphones in, and you were talking about how like that emotional high you get after a show, of like oh, you know, I've been getting in wrestling, wrestling, wrestling for a couple of days. And then you get back to work and it's eh. like, I had that very similar experience after SCI of like wrestling, 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 wrestling. I'm hanging out with the best people in the world, finally getting to meet you guys. And then I get back to work and it was a little reaction of like, nah. And I went to a show that Thursday that wasn't even on. Like, it was just, like, I ended up having to do, I think it was, including all the SCI stuff, was it nine shows in 14 days? Holy cow. Yeah, um, I just filled myself with more wrestling. So, yeah, wrestling's a it, really cool thing. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird. Like I said, like, um, like you had heard earlier when we were kind of off camera, I went to Chicago, I went to half of Black Label, um, GCW Art of War Games, Effie's Big Gay Brunch, and then I went to All Out. And it's like, to go from such like a high where I'm like meeting all these people that I know from Twitter and meeting, you know, people that I see, you know, just at wrestling shows. I got to see some of my like actual friends that are my friends because of wrestling. And then to like, have to come back to my normal life. And do normal things sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's why like, I, I just want to go back to wrestling. There, <laughs> I just want to go back to wrestling. That's all. Yeah, I just shove it down their throats and uh, make them recognize wrestling. <laughs> so, a um, couple of just we're kind of winding down. I'm sure uh, Cody Manhorn's probably waiting with all the technical difficulties. Um, you know, I don't want to get him testy, so we'll kind of blow through the rest of these, um, try to take whatever questions I got out of chat, and then, um, we'll go on a little break while we get Mr. Manhorn ready to go on with Captain Chuckles when we're done. So, uh, what is the biggest animal that you could take in a fight with just your hands, no weapons, and this is a shout out to Twitter spaces. Thank you, Twitter spaces. I've been asked this question, and I'm going to give you the same answer. What is playing on? Oh, I have an ad break on my stream. I see. <laughs> I was like, what is going on back there? Um, I got asked this same question um, in a Twitter space. Mm-hmm. I took the question from. I, I believe it was Ron Bass. <laughs> I believe Ron Bass asked me, um, and I said uh, I would gladly wrestle in a, in a fist fight an animal called my favorite wrestler. Um, and we're going to leave it like that. I'm going to assume that your favorite wrestler is me. You. The answer is always you. I am a sub. I'm just not logged in on this computer. <laughs> what do you mean? I literally gifted a sub last week. I'm literally at the top of your stream. Ref Shiny Shoes, number one gift sir, gifter. Don't Ref call me out like shoes. that. 
is the best shiny shoes. Um, so how do you take your pancakes? <laughs> drowned in syrup. Acceptable answer. Yeah, drowned in syrup. That would probably be uh, the answer on that. I'm a very big, uh, I love going to IHOP after shows. Everyone else wants to go to Waffle House. Um, and I get the steak, egg, and me and Jaden have the exact same order. And we order for each other, and it's hilarious. Um, well, because we're saying the exact same thing. <laughs> um, but so I think every time we go, I'll always get the uh, New York State or the New York style cheesecake pancakes. Um, just because I love cheesecake. And they throw strawberries hey. on top of it. Yeah. I just got those as my last meal when I was in Chicago. Good. Right? Excellent choice. And then um, kind of the marquee question of the bald monkeys. I'm just going to like, I'm going to like, this has been built up to me. So you need to build it up for everyone else too. Yeah. No, we're, I'm, we're going to take you on a journey. Awesome. Like put in, in your mind. So yeah, I'm just going to keep talking about it because it causes more delay. More suspense. So you are, you're hungry. You're like, I kind of want something sweet. You go to the store and you're walking around and you're like, you end up in the cookie aisle and in your head, you're like, cookies are great. I love cookies. And there's multitude, there's so many options. And you decide, no, 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 I'm going to go with America's favorite cookie, which is the Oreo. And there are so many varieties, different flavors, different types, but you want to go with the, like the, the OG classic, like chocolate, mm -hmm. regular cream filling, but you still have options, right? Because it's not just that. So you can pick, do you go with a single stuffed Oreo or a double stuffed Oreo? I'm going to hit you with the answer and I'm going to drop you with the controversial uh... The controversial shiny shoes okay. fun fact all right so first and foremost to answer your question um i'm a very single stuffed person however i have a very double stuffed appetite and uh i ain't i ain't cheating myself okay we're going double stuff hell yeah hell yeah now controversial fun fact it probably ain't gonna be the og because shiny shoes don't do chocolate we're doing the, the like the, the vanilla ones. You like the golden? I don't like chocolate. <laughs> That's so weird. Chocolate's not my thing. It is I mean, um whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Chocolate's mm. not it. Mm. My chocolate has always been like too sweet to me or it's too bitter. It's never I can find the in-between of like, huh. So what you need to do is you need to go and try to find like different percentages of chocolate and find like one math. that you like. No. Um, if you, if like, you ask like probably, you know, half of the people in this chat, I have a hard enough counting time counting to three. Um, I've so to work before. Yeah, I have a hard enough time counting to three most of the time. Um, I, I don't think we need me to try to count how much chocolate is in chocolate. No, no, no. It, it tells you, it says on the label. Uh, you just have oh, to like, look Great. at the label. Yeah, I'm Marine. We don't do that either. So have somebody help you. I want 
I want you to go on this journey where you find a chocolate that you enjoy. Um, we'll try. So now I'm going to hit some questions from chat that I got earlier. And then we'll wrap up so that we don't keep Mr. Manhorn waiting any longer. Are we good? Um, so somebody had asked, how long does it take to shine your shoes? How long does it take to shine my shoes? Um, so it is supposed to take no time because uh, like I kind of explained at the beginning, this, these are Marine Corps issued. They are literally pre-shined and stained like that. Um, now it takes me like 30 minutes uh, because the sh that has started to rub off. Um, the new action canvas has a very hard time about bleeding the yellow onto the shoes. So I have to scrub that off. I have to do some uh, pre-ritual because you can't just use shoe polish on these things because they're not designed for that. Um, to get the shine back into it, I have to do some uh, intuitive measures to try to take care of it. But again, you know, this could all be fixed if you guys just hit me up for some PayPal Cash App information. Or some new shiny shoes. Do you have a specific brand of shiny shoes that you prefer? Uh, so I actually would prefer the Marine Corps issue core frames um, because um, you don't have to do anything. So Bates lights all day. Can you just like buy those? I have my resources. And as a retired military member, I'm still allowed into military bases and PXs. Fair enough. Or exchange. I think that's the word the civilians use exchange i live in a city where there's an air force base i think everyone does so i've heard that term before i think exchange post px um and commissary are the big ones i've heard all of those ah, perfect i've met the the whole criteria um how many different ref shirts do you have I have a black polo for GCW. I have two pairs of the zebra stripes. And then I have obviously the IWTV shirt and then the new South ones. So uh, I also have the Kapow one that I never got to use. So six. Kapow made you... shirts and then shut down. So that's the story to that. Oh. Do you ever just wear them out in the public or are they just. For I work? actually wear this shirt almost all the time to work because we're required to wear like. Um, something casual. I always wear polos and I always love wearing this shirt. It's super comfy. Shout out. Aww. Shout out, Jerry. Way to go. You bought good shirts. <laughs> and then what would your ref name be if not for your shiny shoes? Did you have an alternate name? No. <laughs> no. Like ref I said, number three it, it or Yes, um, create, a, create a referee number 45. <laughs> I don't know why I said 45. That's, I don't like that number, but we'll figure out something better. Fair enough. 42, Mariano Rivera. There we go. Hell yeah. My heart. Um, Bacon ref, I love it. He's family, so... 42 works for me. Besides, it's the answer to everything. Um, what is your favorite promotion to work for? Somebody asked this in the chat. 
you don't have to answer if you don't want to specifically like make somebody feel bad. All right, I need someone to tell me who can see it. Is Matthew Griffin watching the stream? Anyone I don't can see. see him in chat. All right. So we can, now if I've just found out from Streamlabs, I can catch all backlog on YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash the ball monkeys. Um, so okay. he could watch this later. But my all-time favorite promotion to watch, uh, to work for, as much as I want to say TWE, is actually Subgraps and will forever be Subgraps. Because uh, there ain't no feeling like the basement East. Aww. <laughs> um, and then... Now, y'all better not rat me out. I literally just plugged you on your own stream, so I don't know who I'm plugging to after you plugged yourself. But I plugged you. So the other question that I caught, and I don't know if I've missed any, um, so my apologies if I've missed your question um, or Mr. Shiny Shoes. Um, do you have like a favorite like type of sock that you wear? Do you wear dress socks? Do you wear athletic socks? I always socks? wear dress socks. I, I wear dress shoes. And I feel like it would be weird if I started off. If I wore athletic socks. Would it be more comfortable if you wore athletic socks? I don't know. But I'm also weird. Um, and this was a habit I <laughs> developed in the military of uh, you know, if I wear my boots or if I wear the core frames themselves where they're actually supposed to be worn, um, I actually wear two pairs of socks. Um, so I wear a pair of just white ankle socks underneath my dress socks. And it kind of helps me... Um, fill out my shoe a little bit better so it usually can stay on. Um, there's a couple times where I guess some guy really wants to know the worst ref bump I ever took. Um, so, you know, there's certain bumps where my shoes uh, do fly off my feet. Um, and if I'm going to say, I'll go ahead and get the question out of the way. Worst bump was probably the uh, very inadvertent. Um, if anyone watches the action on IWTV, you can use keyword TWE chat. I'm going to plug both shows at once. The um, uh, There was a spot where Alanis had the opponent, yes, the nut shot, um, had him up on my shoulders, and they went to do something, and an arm drag occurred, and he just, he took the arm drag, and his heel just went right into my uh, not so fun spot and I kind of I honestly looked around and was trying to hope that grandpa was watching it and was going to wait for him to come finish this match and I had to lay there for a second and say he's not coming I have a job to do and uh stand up and get through it I think the second close one was the the near gore I took almost took came very close to being gored by a certain rhino um yikes yeah those are probably the two worst ones um rhino's a very heavy man and he did run all the way through but he just you know pulled up before it was a gore yeah that if it was a gore I'd, I'd, if it was a gore i'd still be on the ground i'd be uh, torn in half there'd be no ref shiny shoes for me to talk no there would not I, I would still be dead in the jc arena of uh 
Hansville, Alabama. Oh, somebody's asking, do you like Marvel movies? I love Marvel movies. I'm, I'm actually going to go watch Marvel What If after uh, we get done with this. <laughs> I've heard episode four is uh, very sad. So, moment spoil. Well, I think that's all from chat. Um, we're already an hour and a half in. Um, Mr. Manhorn's probably going to be very upset if I keep you any longer. Um, that's okay. So uh, I just I just yeah. concurred with our guest in the green room. He uh, he is okay with the uh, overtime of of what had happened and the technical difficulties and all that. So we're, we're, I'm, we're okay with the time. Okay. I'm sure he's warming up. Yes. I, 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 I believe he was already doing squats. So I was going to say he's probably squatting. Yeah. But Val, we, we, we can't let ref shiny shoes go without doing the least favorite episode part of this inner part of our interviews episode is not the right word uh segment 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 we we can't let him go without doing the worst segment and that is the lightning round so right now the lightning round thing is playing i'm sure you see it on your phone what, what is this you look perplexed by the lightning round. I, I am. I can't read. This is too fast. Don't worry. Those those are not the questions. No, you have okay, to answer good. them all. Those are right not now. the questions. Okay. But shiny shoes. I have ten questions for you. We're gonna go as fast as you can. The first thing on the top of your head. Say it. Are you ready, <laughs> sir? A hundred percent. Ten thousand. Okay, here we go. Number one, favorite holiday. You're my favorite wrestler. Cake or pie. You're my favorite wrestler. Dream car. You're my favorite wrestler. Garlic bread or garlic knots. You're my favorite wrestler. Oh, it doesn't matter. You're my favorite wrestler. Movie you never get tired of. You're my favorite wrestler. Peanut butter, chunky or smooth. You're my favorite wrestler. Blue ink or black ink pens. Black ink, blue ink, you're weirdos. Money is no issue. What's the first thing you buy? A wrestling show with my favorite wrestler. Favorite video game? You're my favorite wrestler. And last but not least, your favorite childhood TV show? How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> oh, Nice. That was a childhood TV show for you? Strangely enough, yes. Oh, God. I'm so old. I'll just go disintegrate now. You're old. Um, <laughs> yeah, you left chat waiting enough, by the way, for the end of this Ben Carter story. Oh, yeah, we have to get back to this. Good thing you remembered. All righty. Where was I? I think someone told me I was at the point where I said, y'all want to leave him. <laughs> so we end up are getting into this car, my car, and this old man is trying to chase, like Steve is at this point running because he sees us frantically trying to start the car to get out of here. And this old man just runs up and tries to like grab the door from Ben. And he just looks at him. 
gotta go, it's an emergency, and slams the door in this old man's face. We then peel out of this Waffle House parking lot, and we have the intention to turn around right away. There's not another turn for two miles. So we end up leaving Steve Day in this Waffle House parking lot for two miles. We do eventually turn around. We're driving back and I'm gonna give you the visual representation of what we see as we pull up to the stop light right before. If you've seen Steve Day, this is hilarious. <laughs> Just prancing like a, I always say a velociraptor across the, uh, the, the highway in the middle of Georgia. We then get to his house. We finally drop him off. And Ben Carter, that man is fucking weird. He's got bark teeth. Like, he just starts tearing in. And he said bark. I had to, like, define that in my head. Um, like, tearing into Steve Day all the way back to Jaden's house. Like, Jaden and I don't get to say a word. He's just ripping Steve Day a new one. Because this was the first time they had ever met. I have some wild Ben Carter stories. That just means I need to have you on again sometime to tell them. It's great. Story time with rough shiny shoes. Oh gosh. Let's make it air in a Wade version too. Oh, if we can get you both on at the same oh. time. Oh girl. I can already hear Wade. <laughs> So that is definitely going to be a future show. So keep those in mind. Keep building memories. And right before the Twitter plug. What am I doing? I don't know. Wasn't done yet. <laughs> we weren't done. Oh, wait, we're back. We're back, but you're frozen. That's fine. Are I'm we? hideous. All right, we're back. My social media plugs back with the stack and social media plugs for Mr. Rough Shiny Shoes. Uh, yeah, so uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Rough Shiny Shoes. That's probably where I'm most active. Um, Facebook, I'm actually kind of working to try to make that more of a personal ordeal anyway. So I'm really not going to give that out. But you can also follow me on Instagram at Rough Shiny Shoes. And if you want to hit up Mr. Rough Shiny Shoes, for his Venmo cash app or PayPal so that he can afford a new pair of shiny, shiny shoes. Don't let this man go shiny shoeless for only $5 from all of you. He can probably come close to affording a new pair of shiny shoes. Doing the math. We'd be having a good start. So, Help out Mr. Shiny Shoes. Get a new pair of shiny shoes. This is where you like have a tear. No bad. So be uh, sure to- I'm not dropping the- Should oh. I keep saying it? I'm not dropping the cash app because it does involve my personal name. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, if you want to- Hit us with a Venmo or a PayPal. I think all of them have my real name on them. Oh, fair enough. Well, um, 
if you if you send i believe i will have to set something up with christopher if you wish to donate to the ref chinese shoes chinese shoe fund reach out to me reach out to christopher reach out to chuckles um we promise you we will forward any donations on to ref chinese shoes in your honor for his shiny shoes we'll make it work let it be known you're my favorite wrestler and on that note be sure to stick around for captain chuckles with the captain's quarters and our second guest of the evening mr cody manhorn and thank you so much mr shiny shoes for hanging out with me tonight and thank you all for hanging out as well